Jay Lucas is off to Duke, and quite frankly, it sucks. We talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. Starting off the episode today, Jay Lucas officially off to Duke. This is news that broke last Friday, but we had so much to get to uh, that we didn't have time to really cover this. It's really, really, it, it stinks on the surface that you lose somebody that's one of the better young coaches in the sport. Really good recruiter, really good uh, in the state of Texas, obviously working with Shaka Smart previously uh, at Kentucky for a couple of years, but he's off to Duke. And this would be easier to stomach if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't Jay Lucas going to what is Kentucky's biggest recruiting rival at the moment and the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, it, it sucks. There's no other way to put this. This stinks. I would have much rather had Jay Lucas than not. This is I, I don't want to kid on to this show and bash Calipari and say, well, this is just one L after another L after another L. But this ain't great. This is this is not great to lose Jay Lucas to your biggest recruiting rival. It would be perfectly, it would be perfectly acceptable if you lost him. But it would be like I could I could sleep at night knowing that he was not at our recruiting rival. But it is the way it is. Uh, during a Monday radio spot with Dan Issel and Mike Pratt, Coach Cal Perry said he's pushing to get upgraded basketball facilities and then immediately remarked on Jay Lucas's de- departure to Duke and then explained what Kentucky is looking for in his replacement. And this is a quote from an article uh, from a sea of blue. Calipari said, now as we as we start talking about staff because of the name, image, and likeness in the transfer portal, it's even more vital. Whoever it is, uh, they have to add value. They have to show me how they've added value to players. Our stuff here is results. So Calipari looking for somebody that is able to relate to players, able to relate to a lot of different people, and they're able to uh, make an impact with NIL and the transfer portal. And Calipari saying essentially they've got to be able to step up and fill what is a considerable void. Now, I want to also note, and this is something that I see of Blue Notes as well, Calipari mentioned he didn't fire Lucas, so the Kentucky coach must have heard someone suggest that to him. Calipari said, first of all, I did not fire Jay Lucas, and I did not force him out. I wish him well. This is what he thinks is best for his program, and I absolutely wish him well, and we all should. And I do wish uh, Jay Lucas well. I do hope that he's able to find uh, success with the Blue Devils. And I know that he probably wants to go and make a name for himself. I know he probably wants to be a head coach someday. And, uh, you know, he's he's had his time here at Kentucky. He had his time at Texas. And now he's moving to another program. And I think this is just another step forward for him in his just in, during his time as a basketball coach. And so we wish him the best. 
We do. Well, I really do think that it would be, it's fair to just not, it's fair to criticize Cal for letting something like this happen and letting him go to a place like Duke, but I don't think you hate on Jay Lucas. I mean, he's doing what he thinks is best for himself. And so, all you got to do is say, we support you and we appreciate what you did for the program. Now, circling back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, the fact that this sucks, I mean, you still have the opportunity to replace him with somebody that could do the job well, and I think that Kentucky has a few different people that they're looking at right now. I've seen a few names thrown out there. I've not necessarily seen a list of of, of specific replacements that would be legitimate. Like what? Like a Sea of Blue also had a had a list out where you could maybe get Rod Clark or Rajon Rondo or Jalen Rose or or Jarrett Howard or like I, I, there there are several names out there. I just for me personally, I've not seen anybody that Tracy McGrady, another one. You, there, there are names out there. I just don't know how what's legitimate and what's not. And so we're, I think we're just going to have to wait until we see uh, this kind of get come closer to ending, and we kind of see okay, well, these are actually the legitimate couple of candidates here for the job. And so I think just more news will have to come out before Wildcats fans can, can kind of get excited about somebody. But all due respect to Jay Lucas, it's not like Kentucky can just it just doesn't have the ability to replace him. They're going to find somebody that 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 they believe will be able to do his job and do it well, and I have confidence in Kentucky finding the right guy. I mean, they found Jay Lucas. Who's to say that they don't find the next Jay Lucas that might even be better? And so while it does stink, I think there's a, a there's an optimistic way to look at it and say, well, you know what? This is this loss is on coach Cal, but you know what? If he's able to make it up I don't think that this is the end of the world. So that's that. Jay Lucas off to Duke. We could probably talk about this a little bit more in depth. Just talk about, you know, the nuances of why he left and what Duke had to say and the offers that John Shire made him. I don't want to get into that uh, I, I because it's in the past, quite frankly. This, this news is already three days old, so I don't necessarily think uh, we're going to be diving into it too much. But what I do want to take a little bit of time to talk about, there is a new Kentucky prospect on the recruiting trail, the class of 2022, actually. So it's a recruit that Kentucky could get this offseason. And he has already set his commitment date. Don't know where he's going, but I have a guess he's coming to Big Blue Nation. Going to talk about that prospect in just a second. But before we do that, want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations to make sure you are fueled for your summer adventures. And the best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. It's absolutely easy, and they've got all these new flavors. We talked about this recently on the podcast. They've got a new flavor that's called churro. It's literally a churro-flavored protein bar. It's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, who, who doesn't want to have that? And then as always, we suggest cookies and cream or salted caramel here, uh, here on the Locked On Kentucky podcast. Would highly encourage you guys to try one of those two flavors. Absolutely delicious. Also really, really good for you. Packed with protein, low in calories, low in sugar. Built Bars are incredible. You can go to Built.com right now and you can use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off that is at built.com. All right, moving along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Daw here with you. We really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. 
There is a new Kentucky prospect on the recruiting trail. Adu Fierro is his name. A lanky combo guard out of Leetsdale, Pennsylvania, six foot five, 185 pounds, officially visited the Wildcats on April 27th and has set his commitment date for Sunday, May 8th. So I didn't actually know about this kid at all until Kentucky started pursuing him just a, just a couple weeks ago. And gotten to watch a little bit of his tape. You can go watch some of his highlights on YouTube. He was unranked on 24-7 Sports before the Wildcats reached out to him. He was unranked. And now, actually, he currently sits as, I think, a borderline four-star. He's got, got like a .89-something rating on 24-7. Borderline four-star. Yeah, .8916. The number 28 combo guard in the country. Number six player overall in the state of Pennsylvania. Number 189. Uh, the 189th overall prospect nationally. Looking at some of the teams that have offered him and actually uh, were, were on him before the Wildcats were. Maryland. Uh, he took an official visit with them uh, just a few days before he visited Kentucky. Xavier uh, has given him an offer as well. He took a visit to Xavier just two days before the Wildcats. And then Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are also warm on the recruiting trail, according to 24-7 Sports. But I really do think that this is this this is going to be a Kentucky commitment. And there are some people out there that may say, well, we're not necessarily fired up about some three-star kid that was unranked before the Wildcats looked at him. It's just like, why are we going after kids like this right now? Is this literally just to fill out the roster to get 10, 10 scholarship players? And I, I, I know that there are a lot of concerns out there right now with the way that the program is, direction of the program is heading. I, I think that after you look at this kid's film, I think he's just simply a late bloomer. Uh, he apparently has grown a lot recently. Uh, he's sitting at six foot five right now. And when you watch some of his game, and I think fans may like this one. Whenever I watch him, and I've seen other people say this as well, this is not just a me take, or not just my take. It's like a taller Tyler Eulis, the way that he handles the ball, the way that he plays the game. He's got really long arms, just a lanky kid. And this is the scouting report that I saw on him. He's got a tight handle for his size and wingspan. Wingspan, his dribble is tight and efficient. He has a really good change of direction. I noted that as well. I mean, when you look at him transition, he's got really good patience, but also really, really good when it comes to changing direction quickly as well. Scouting report also notes that the the person writing the scouting report said, I wouldn't necessarily say he's a big blow-by guy, but with his frame and ability, ability to handle the ball, he can get to where he wants to go on the floor. He has a right and left-handed floater. He has a mid-range game. You can see that in some of his highlights. He can finish at the rim with both hands, has some creativity at the rim. He can shoot the three. That's one area where he can continue to improve, but he makes his shots. I liked what I saw out of him. It looks like it's the the scouting report notes that it's not necessarily not necessarily uh, blow-by is not necessarily a huge part of his game, but... When you watch some of his highlights, I mean, he's just got such long arms and he's just so lanky. It looks like he covers the floor so quickly and against smaller players, he's able to get to the hole quick. And this is something that I think Kentucky would really like to have on their roster. When you look at Severe Wheeler right now, uh, sitting at five foot eight, I don't necessarily think that Kentucky wants to constantly have a smaller guard out there on the floor that can't shoot. Would love to have somebody that's got a little bit of length out there at point or at shooting guard. And I think uh, Thiero would be a great player to uh, to put out there. And then also, I think he's got the statistics to back up why 
Coach Cal has taken an interest in him. Averaged 23.3 points, 10.3 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 3.9 steals, and 2.3 blocks per game during his senior season in high school. Uh, those are good numbers. And I don't know what his shooting percentages are. We can see what he does from three uh, if he does commit to the Wildcats, and I do believe that he is going to. But um, he's got the stats. I like his film. He's a raw prospect. He's a four-year type of guy. He, he's, he's, he's a project. But I think that this is uh, just one of those guys where it's like, you know what? He's a late bloomer. Uh, he, he wanted to go con- to Kentucky. It was his dream school coming out of high school, apparently. I think he's going to come to the Wildcats. And this is somebody that could develop into a valuable piece down the line. And some people are really uh, particular out there. Some fans are really particular about the fact that, like, you know what? We're not taking anybody if he's not a five-star. And if we do take somebody that isn't a five-star, we're not making the national title game. And those type of people cry themselves to sleep every night. And you know what? That's okay. Y'all do that. But whenever I look at him, I don't care about the star rating here. I'm just looking at the raw talent and the potential. I like him. I think that he would be a valuable addition to this year's team. If we're just talking about putting somebody out there that's got size and he's somebody that will be able to work on his game and hone his craft over several seasons. And the fact that he's already able to handle the ball so well at 6'5 is great. That's great. But yeah, a little bit of the project. I think he's committing to the Wildcats. We'll just have to wait and see again. Announcing his commitment Sunday, May 8th. One more time, six foot five, 185 pound combo guard out of Leetsdale, Pennsylvania, Adu Thiero. Hope I'm pronouncing his name right. If I'm not, I apologize. All right. Haven't talked a lot of Kentucky football recently on the podcast. Want to get to some of the names that were called uh, during the NFL draft this past weekend. Kentucky had four selections. Going to talk about those guys in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now virtually impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30% 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto's prices are also reliably low for every customer, and they're a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And on top of that, they've got everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. You can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. It's all the parts your car will ever need. It's over at rockauto.com. All right, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl here with you. Kentucky in the NFL draft. So they had four guys selected. Two offensive linemen, which has just essentially become a staple of Kentucky football in the draft as of late. But they had two guys go before the offensive linemen. First guy, Wandale Robinson, star receiver for the Wildcats this past season, went in the second round, the 43rd overall pick to the New York Giants. Their general manager, Joe Schoen, 
said for what we're going to do offensively, he'll be a very good fit for us. And <laughs> New York needs some playmakers, man. They need some kids that can find their way into the end zone. Uh, can t- uh, New York's uh, receivers had a really hard time scoring touchdowns last season. I mean, the guy that they've got throwing them the ball is not necessarily uh, great at, at getting receivers to catch the ball in the end zone. But, I mean, they, they need some guys. If they can't throw the ball to the end zone, they need to at least throw it to some guys, even if it's behind the line of scrimmage, that can create and and do their own thing in open space. They've already got a guy in Kadarius Tony from Florida that they drafted last season that they can that can do that. But Wandale Robinson is another possession type of guy that can create yards after the catch. I think that this was a good pickup for the Giants, and I'm really excited to see what Wandale does at the next level. Really good route runner, not the greatest in terms of size, but the fact that he was able to get picked in the uh, second round again, 43rd overall pick. Really excited for him. Another guy that I'm just insanely excited for, Josh Paschal, was picked in the second round, the 46th overall pick, just three picks after Wandale Robinson. Paschal's going to the Detroit Lions. And Lions general manager Brad Holmes really harped on just how awesome Paschal was, not as just as a player, as an athlete, but as a person. Uh, he said, you're wild when you turn on the tape, but then you find out about the human being and you're just impressed even more. Josh Pascal, really good dude, really, really, really good edge rusher here during his time with the Wildcats. Wish him all the best. I'm excited. You know what? I'm not the hugest fan of the Detroit Lions. Like it's just like uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't particularly root for one specific NFL team, and I don't dislike the Lions. But let me tell you something. Their their new management that they've got in town, and their new coach, and just the vibe around that 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 team is more positive. It feels like they're working more, they're working harder. They're, it feels like they're trying. And I think that Josh Pascal and his type of personality and the type of player that he is, I think he's going to fit in Detroit. Well, and best of luck to him. Hopefully they're able to win some games this season, but more importantly, I hope Pascal's able to show out. And then the third round, first Kentucky offensive lineman off the board, Luke Fortner went in the third round to the, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars 65th, Overall pick, Doug Peterson said there's a lot to like about Luke. He's wired the right way. We do like him at center, but he has the position flex to move to guard as well. I believe we talked about that before on the podcast, is that that Luke not necessarily not, is not necessarily going to play center, uh, depending on where he went. Has a position flex to move to guard as well. He can do everything that we do in our offense in the run game, whether he's reaching the three technique or climbing to the second level, he can just redirect, and that's something that's going to be really important uh, in the pros is not not just finding your way uh, on the line of scrimmage as a run blocker, but also finding ways to reach the next level and to be able to get downfield and block. And uh, some of the best offensive linemen in the NFL really know how to do that well. And Luke Fortner... A uh, really, really solid, flexible piece for the Jags, and they need some help just about everywhere. Uh, maybe get some blocking for Trevor Lawrence, their quarterback down in Jacksonville. Excited for Luke Fortner. And then the final guy here, Darian Kennard, went in the fifth round, the 145th overall pick to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs need some offensive line help. Darian Kennard, don't know how quickly he would be able to contribute to the Chiefs, but it's certainly somebody that they can have waiting in the wings and maybe develop him a little bit. Excited for Darian Kennard, and I just want to say overall here, before we wrap up, if Kentucky's known for anything in the Mark Stoops era, it is developing offensive linemen and putting them into the NFL, at least as of late, 
and I think they're going to have a streak here for the next couple of seasons where they've got guys going to the pros. They've got a couple offensive linemen this year that could go. I'm looking at Keonta Goodwin. Depending on how he pans out, could even be a first-round selection uh, for the Wildcats down the road. I'm excited to see what he does. But yeah, Kentucky in a really good, good excuse me, uh, in a really good spot in terms of putting talent into the NFL. A lot of teams out there aren't putting four guys in, at least from the draft every single year. This is a, Kentucky football is in a golden age. We've tarped, harped on that a lot on this show. Anyway, all right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. Thank you so much for making Locked on Kentucky your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen of the day Locked on SEC. Get all of your daily SEC news in less than 30 minutes with SEC expert Chris Gordy. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow our show on Twitter at LockedOnUK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. And you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you have a great rest of your day. And God bless.